Until the philosophy which old one race superior and another inferior is finally and permanently discredited and abandoned everywhere is war it's a war all right so let's uh, i always do that all right thing where it's like my signature, I guess, and I can't help it. <laughs> uh, welcome to the uh, Art of War podcast, uh, episode four. And today we have Gail Bean, an extraordinary um, actress, actor, uh, thespian is the word I was looking for. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Looking for the word thespian. And um, welcome to our show, Gail. Uh, we're going to start off with you telling us a little bit about yourself. Oh, man. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, that's me. That was so beautiful. That was like, <laughs> touch my soul with that word. Um, about myself, uh, let's see. I'm the baby. I'm the only girl of five brothers. Uh, I'm five brothers, too. Oh, Except yes. I'm not the only girl. <laughs> I have a sister. Um, you know my, you know my brothers though. Yes, yes, I do. The, the, my, I do. the ones that, that live in Atlanta. No, I met, I met, um, Corey. Corey, uh, met, Terrain, and Russell. You met those three. I met, I think I, I met Russell one time, um, but I've known Tremaine for the longest. I met Corey when I was in New York. Oh, okay. One time. I, was, I love New York. But, um. Okay. So shout yes, out to so your five brothers. Yes, yes, yes. We on the same page. So you know, you know my hardships. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I'm older than yeah. all of them. Oh, oh, so they thought you, they treated you like you were the little sister. They thought they ran things. Uh, no, no, no. I ran things. Oh, okay. <laughs> Normally, like, brothers things. are so overprotective. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm from, I was born in St. Louis, but I've been living in Atlanta since I was three in Stone Mountain. Since I was three, so I'm from Stone Mountain, Georgia. Uh, I just love life. Um, I'm very like a, I vibrate at a high energy, like positive spirit. Um, I'm big on energy. So like if, if something is off, I've matured though. Like before I thought I could like fix a lot of stuff and change a lot of things. Now I've grown to accept things and the things that I can't change, they got to get the hell from around me. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, um, what a, I'm a Delta. Oh, oh my God, no, gross. <laughs> um, no, I know, at least I know it's red and white, no? Red yes, 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 yes. Crimson and cream, but you know, we'll take yeah, red and white. Oh, yeah. oh. All in the same category. Right. Um, let's see, I have, I don't know, I, I, I love everything, all things black. Um, yes, I'm pro and, black. And and it's especially why I thought you would be a good fit for the show because this show is all about everything black yes. and art yes. and creativity. So you fit the bill perfectly. Uh, let's see. I act, write, and produce. I have a poetry book out Ooh. called Levon. Okay. Ah, gotta check that out. We, where can we find that? Um, Amazon. You could, if you want to hit me up personally and I, you know, you purchase a copy through me, but Amazon is really good. I'm about to, next time I go home, I'm going to try to get it into, uh, what's the name of the store? It's in Greenbrier. It's like a black owned bookstore in Greenbrier. I can't, in Greenbrier Mall. I can't remember the name of it though. I bought all my books from there. Um, so I'm going to go take it to them for a review and hopefully be able to get it in Greenbrier Mall at the bookstore. It's like time you walk in right past the food court. Uh, so that's a little bit about me. I'm, I like to have a good time. And welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So since you mentioned you have a book out, when did you begin writing? When did you start writing? As a kid, I just loved writing, um, writing and reading. When it came to poetry, my brother used to make me write little poems for him to give the girls. I'm like, you're not going to be using you're, it. You're, you're being Cyrano de Bergerac. <laughs> <laughs> Getting your Cyrano on. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you need to be paying me for these poems. This is prime quality. 
Know your words, know your words. <laughs> um, so I started writing in like elementary school, like really, really early on, maybe third or fourth grade. Uh, I just loved it. I love, uh, yeah, I just loved it. Right. I was so, never um, a rapper, so I could never, you know, people used to beat yeah, on the trash you were, cans. You were writing <laughs> bars. Yeah, I wasn't the rapper. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I tried writing bars myself at one point in time. <laughs> My were uh, last night, last night, I, I'm into, uh, who did I say, Conway, the machine now, and West Side Gun. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm not going to do the gunshots. I'm not. <laughs> Don't be shy, last. Don't be shy now, because if I was a fly on the wall last night, right, right, it was, <laughs> it was good deep. I was like, whoa, 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 okay. Uh, so, um, to to add on to that, like, uh, you're we mentioned that you're a thespian, uh, and um, that's the great word. Uh, how how did acting get on your radar? Well, I've always loved entertaining. Like as a little kid, my mom put us in like ballet all type of stuff um and cheerleading softball track everything so I've always loved entertaining but at, you know when you're young you have your school does these little theater programs where it's like uh I don't even know the different holidays they do them but it's the different holidays Christmas program all these different little programs that they do and I just loved it but my very first ballet recital my mom said I was the first person I ran out and and everybody was behind me and I fell and the whole crowd was like, <gasps> but she said, I got up and I was just blowing kisses to the audience. <laughs> like, she said, I knew then, I wasn't even in school yet. I want to say I might've been like four or three, but um, yeah. So I've always just really loved entertaining. And then when I was in high school, that's when I thought, okay, like this is something I want to do with my career for a career because I was taking, his name was Dr. Narker. He was a drama teacher at Stevenson. And, you know, I always, you know, took the little different classes in school, but never right. focused like, hey, I want, I know I want to do acting. And then when I took Dr. Narcos class, I was like, oh, I'm not going to college. I'm over to L.A. Like, this is. This <laughs> Wait, is um, like that, that's going to lead me to ask you this. Right. Um, how did that go over with the parents? Because and and did you have a nurturing environment for your burgeoning um, acting? career hell no my mama is a black high school teacher she was like you're going to college you're getting a degree in a career that you can have a job in is in a in a major that you can have a job in i mean now she's like oh okay okay <laughs> but nah, i get she was like why aren't any um acceptance letters coming to the house i was like oh i didn't apply to college i'm gonna move to la Ooh, I'm glad I'm glad you're still with us, Gail, because that was a little scary for a moment. But but mama wanted to make sure you can uh, carry those ones, right? Now you can count yes. those ends, right? Yes, That's right. She, she's a teacher, so I understood. I'm like, oh, okay, as a teacher, you just don't get it. Like, not right. in a bad way, but like <laughs> your mindset is, and then um, also it's like the way our parents were raised. Theirs was go to school, get a job, have a great life. Start a family, boom. Right. And, and mine I think is it's like that for a lot of people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause I know I went through it, like um, doing what I do. Yeah. Um, fashion design was not, like it, it was accepted, but then frowned upon later when I was like, oh, I want to be a, a independent designer. I don't want to work for anyone. That's yeah. there in laid the, the problem. <laughs> They're like, well, where will your income come into play? Where, where how? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to make the money, mother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. So like, really. I did it though. I listened. I went to college, got a degree. And then I was like, okay, here. I didn't even want to walk in my graduation. I told my mom, I was like, yo, this is just for you and my father. Like her and my dad, they were like, you're not going to take any, they wanted me to take pictures so they could send out a graduation invite. So I was like, I'm not doing it. Like, <laughs> you have to use a picture that you already got from something. I was like, I really don't want to go to the graduation. But it was like, no, this is for us. So I went. And then, but but I will say this. My entire college career, I kept asking my mom, like, hey, can I drop out and, like, move to L.A.? She was like, no. You have yeah. to finish. But I'm grateful. It gave me a lot of things. I will say Pledge and Delta 
did um, teach me a lot that really helped me with this industry, really right, built right. up like my character and strengthened who I was at my core, like before anything else when it came to acting. And I will say everything I learned in life and especially college and especially with Delta helped me to be able to sustain the, the hardship of this career. So Gail, one question. Um, what's one lesson you've learned so far that from, you know, just your journey so far, one of the biggest lessons you've learned? I would say don't, don't take anything personal. Right. Not to take it personal, not to allow, not to allow the journey to taint who you are at your core. Mm -hmm. Right. That's mm -hmm. probably the biggest lesson I've learned. Um, not to take things that, that, that it's not, it's not you as them. That's probably the biggest lesson I've learned. It's not you as them. Everything that I've experienced, it like people would do me wrong. It would be things where I, people would say harsh things or I wouldn't book stuff or just the life in LA, because it's so expensive, people will turn into a completely different person and do certain things that you right, would right. never normally expect for them because sometimes struggle will cause folks to act out of character or it may be a character that they were truly at their core but it's just struggle exposes a lot so i would say the journey has taught me just not to take it personal and just to persevere right so um basically just know that you do your thing and get through it and not be thin-skinned yes because right. yes. yeah, yes. you can you can be thin-skinned in creativity really because um some things are subjective and you know not everyone will enjoy what you you put forth mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. not everything is for you and you, you and you get what you that is for you the thing that Correct. is for you comes to you Correct. Basically. Correct. Basically. And expect, uh, especially with acting, I know you probably go to a thousand <laughs> um, interviews, but you only get like one shot, right? This Listen, I've done so many auditions, so many, so many. And there's times where I'm like, oh yeah, they feeling me. This the one, this the one. <laughs> and then my reps are like, yeah, so it's gonna go, they're gonna go with someone else. <laughs> right, like, right. Okay, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> I can see why they didn't pick me. I can't, but okay, cool. <laughs> but yeah, just like having fun with it and enjoying, you gotta like really laugh at some of the stuff. Um, yeah. Right. So, um, so what was your first audition like? Did you get your part? Did you get the part for it or no? My very first audition? Yeah. Okay, so. Okay, this is the thing. Because my very first audition was in Atlanta. Um, it was so long ago. I don't even remember what my first audition was. So I probably didn't get it. <laughs> but um, once I moved to LA, I had auditions. And I didn't get the first. I think I had four auditions that year. I didn't get the first three. The one I booked, which was the last one I got, it was, I wanna say I auditioned for it in maybe July or August. Right. Got it, and that like catapulted my career. But it was a self-tape. So I hadn't even been in the room. I've had auditions before that, but they were never like big time TV, huge film auditions. Right. Um, in the room with someone. So this was a big audition self-tape. It right. went to Sundance Film Festival, did the, the, the festival circuit, gave me exposure. But it was still like I was with a homegirl and they put me on tape and we sent it in. They wanted to do a second audition, which was a callback, sent it in. They wanted to meet me in person. They flew me out to Chicago. But when I went out there, they just basically told me I got it. And they took me to lunch. I was like, oh my God, y'all have to spend this money to tell me this. Y'all gotta, right. you know, I'm, that, I'm frugal. So I was like. <laughs> so this is for unexpected, right? This is for unexpected. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, y'all could have told me this over the phone. And they were like, oh no, we wanted to meet you in person and make sure you weren't crazy. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you, I'm crazy. No. <laughs> I, I, I really am, but I'm a good actor. See? <laughs> But, um, 
So it was great. But then after that, because I did so well and that garnered so much attention, I was getting all of these auditions in person with like big time casting directors. And I still had, before that, I hadn't been in the room. So right. then I would be in these rooms, they would be, t and then a lot of them were white. So sometimes, I will say that sometimes white people, they, they're, I don't think they understand that we're, we both bleed blood. Right. <laughs> like, so, yeah. so some of the ways that they would like give me feedback or talk to me, I just didn't understand. Cause they would try to put it in words where they thought would translate well with me. And it's like, just talk to me like you would anybody. Right. So you so, find, you find that they, they like you being black, um, did kind of make people switch how they act around you because act, it's and then weird I think, because you'd think they'd know how to act around black people, but I yeah, but I, <laughs> I that you would think, but I think what, what I learned auditioning is you have to, you have to get well at auditioning to book. So the more you do it, the more you, and you have to talk to people to understand like, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? What's some, some tools you can give me and my reps they were like ask questions be comfortable like people love you so I had to realize okay with some when I go in these rooms I need to they they just see okay it's another black person I need to let them know whether it be simple conversations simple two sentences just to kind of ice break the ice to mm -hmm. let them know look I'm just a motherfucking human talk to me regularly. <laughs> like <laughs> talk to me regular like you can't it was one casting director I asked we were talking, and I, I don't know if it's sometimes people are kind of on the fence about like politically correct. So I asked her, she was telling me about a character, she was giving me feedback. I said, so is she ghetto? And she didn't want to admit that or say this, so she talked all around and said a bunch of shit I didn't understand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, I, and I gathered, okay, this character is not ghetto then. And then I didn't book it, but then when I saw it on TV, I was like, oh, this character was ghetto. <laughs> like that's yeah. all you had to say but um yeah so that's 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 an interesting thing because as long as they've been uh, like people have been dealing with each other of different rate you'd think like conversation it, it's 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 just a weird thing to me that yeah. it's like the intimate there's a kind of a intimidation in speaking truthfully from yourself from within yourself you know what I mean? Like, just yeah. be a person <laughs> with me. Thank you. <laughs> it's so simple. Yeah. It's so simple. It's like, it's, it's, that's crazy. Okay, Gail, so question. Um, so you can kind of gave us a sprinkle of how it feels to first going on audition, kind of the feelings that you felt. So what, it's going to be two questions, actually. Okay. Uh, what do you do to prepare for you know for an audition and how much can an audition vary you already gave us the idea of a self-tape um booking like how can it vary can it be you just create a moment with right in front of them or you get a slip of paper and it tells you gives you a little script or detail like how can it vary like how much expectation can a casting uh you know session be for you Okay, experience. so at different, I feel at different levels of your career, um, depends on the amount of knowledge they may give you. Because like when I first started auditioning, I may just get the sides, which is a sides, um, the, the script, a part of the script, like just a small mm -hmm. portion that they want you to read an audition. And I have nothing to refer to because I, in the beginning, I wasn't getting a script. So I really had to use my imagination and make up what was going on, try to figure out what was happening. That's like a person taking a block of dialogue and you not, you know, when people walk in on a conversation, you don't know what the hell. No concept. Exactly. So I had to like create stuff. That's typically early on in your career. You may get the sides, you may get the breakdown. Um, now, early on in your career, you may not even get the sides in advance. You might get the audition like the day before. So you want to, there's, and then there's some people who may have a week with it. You want to always make sure you're prepared, though, like if you're off book. So off book is knowing knowing it all and not having to need the paper, whether you imp improvise, which is adding some of your own, making it your own. And I would always suggest doing that. You can, some people are kind of like, oh no, we want it word for word. But 
you can do that, just bring it to life differently. Like bring some of you to it. I always bring some of me to, um, even if the character is completely left field from me, I will still bring one thing that is me. So it's still genuine and it's still authentic because I feel like everybody else is going to see the same words I'm seeing. It's just how I see it differently. Um, eventually you'll get to another level of your career where they'll give you the whole script. And you're like, huh, okay. So now you, you're finding out more information. You have a little bit more context to go into your audition and, and do a little better. And you're like, oh, okay, they root for me. They're giving me the script. Um, but when I first get an audition, the way I break it down, I look up the, the writer, the producer, everybody involved, the network, because a family show on CBS is going to be 10 times different than a family show on stars. Right. Like, a music, music or or gangster drama or a um, comedy is going to be ten times different on what's on Fox than it is on ABC. Like it, it differs from network to network. So I try to do my research on who's the writer, who's the producer, who's cast, who are the casting directors to see what what shows they cast. Do they normally cast comedy but this helps me find out the tone and kind of like the rhythm of the show because you know if if somebody hits you up in your phone and they say I love you your relationship to them how you know they play or how they talk or you know certain certain if you know your experiences with them it'll let you know how they mean it so that's how why I do my research to see okay what shows has this person written or what what's this person's style of directing so that's the first thing I do when I get an audition and then I look at the sides I look at the character breakdown to try to figure out who this character is and after reading the sides then I go read the script and then I come back to study the sides oh awesome were you going to ask it a question, Daryl? Yeah, I think she answered her question. <laughs> right. Oh, she answered your question. Already. What was the question? Just uh, my question was um, was going to be like, what kind of roles do you look for, or do you have a say, or uh, do you specifically look for black roles, or do you want to take on um, roles that's not color specific, but you, um, you being black want to make that role into your own thing? So I'm open to any role except for a slave. Like, I'll take any role. It could be whatever. Male, female, black, white, orange, green, purple, um, killer, protector, <laughs> provider, villain, superhero, you know, regular girl next door, creep. It, it can be whatever. <laughs> well-rounded, well-rounded, yeah. <laughs> but, um, and, I, and I tell my reps that I'm like, you know, they're, they're well aware that I'll audition for anything. I'll even audition for a slave role. It's just if I book it, I'm gonna turn it down. But I go to every audition because I it's still exposure. It's an opportunity for someone to get to know me and to become a fan of my art and want to see me win. So I don't turn down no auditions. Right. So um, but how like you said that even if if something that you don't really want, you don't turn down the audition, but have you turned down a role on principle? Um, no, not on principle. I might have turned it down because I just didn't like the project. Okay. Like, I, I might have thought it was like trash. Oh. And my and my my reps might have even also if because we all my agents and my manager we all have a, a roundtable discussion when it's like an offer is presented to us and they may advise like we don't think it's good and I may be like. I didn't think it was good either, but I still wanted to audition for it. Um, but no, there hasn't been a role that's came my way where I'm like, uh-uh. Mm. Okay. Um, so uh, have, how about, um, like we you talked about comfortability in the room with, um, with uh, the white casting directors and stuff like that i'm sure you've come across where you have um black people in the room as well oh but, yeah um, <laughs> but have you ever felt like been to an audition and you felt like like a little uncomfortable unwelcomed because yes of you being black <laughs> um so i will say this i feel more i feel more pressured when it's a black casting director 
or a black person is in the room, even if the black person is the casting assistant, because I feel like, oh, I gotta make them proud. <laughs> right. I can't fuck up. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm doing this for us. <laughs> so I feel a little more pressure when it's like a black casting director because I'm like, okay, yes, I want him to be proud of me. But um, typically when it's like a white casting director, I go in there, I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna do my best. I'm, I've studied, I prepared for this, I'm here for this. Um, and I don't really, I don't really, it's no pressure on me. <laughs> but, and, and I will say this with the black casting directors, it took me a long time to get in some black casting offices. I think it was like a hazing process. They was not letting me, only black casting director that let me in off of, just simply off of GP was Vicky Thomas. That's uh, Quentin Tarantino casting director. She cast everything. Uh, she cast me on Insecure like okay cool she's brought me in for everything and she met with me we had a general meeting before i even got in with her for auditions but other black casting directors which it's a lot that love me now but in the beginning they would not let me in the room they wouldn't see me all right so is there um have you seen a difference in the since from when you started to now the amount of black casting directors and offices and everything and like opportunities and opportunities and so now that in hollywood at least the perception is that they want to change so i've always because i like to do thorough research so i've always they've always been there i think now they're probably getting more notoriety because black films are getting notor more notoriety so people are like oh who cast that and not even just black films because it's a ton of films that I think now folks are more interested in because there's a, lo a lot of new fresh faces surfacing. People are like, well, who found this person? Which casting director broke this actor? So I just feel like now there's more light shed on it, but black casting directors always been there and not just casting black stuff. They cast diverse things across the board. Okay. So, was there ever a time where um, you felt discouraged? And if you have, what do you do to keep up your creative juices? What do you do to keep yourself on target? Like, listen, I'm an actress. I'm out here. I'm getting all these roles back up. <laughs> Move back. Oh, yeah, there was one time. It was in Vicky Thomas' office. It was for something. It was a script that I just, I felt... I wasn't, I was, it was about Greek life. Um, I'm not gonna say what film it was. <laughs> but I, I did not like the script, but I love her. I didn't turn the audition down, but I also felt like I keep going in and I'm not booking. She, I was like, she want me all in all the time and I'll never book. And I know she's rooting for me. I was literally sitting in the casting office and I just wasn't feeling, I went to the bathroom and just cried. I was like, I just cried. I was like, man, fuck this shit. Like, <laughs> then I wiped my face and went back in there to go do my audition. And I was just like, but what I do when I have moments where I'm like, cause there's been plenty, plenty moments. It was a time I was sending my, um, one of my best friends out here. This guy named Malcolm Mays, y'all. He's phenomenal. He used to be on Snowfall. He, on this new show that's gonna come out in probably about a year, he gonna be in every, his name gonna be in everybody's mouth. But um, he's so L.A. though. He's so L.A. Like real L.A. from the jungle's blood type L.A. Wow. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I remember sending his card and telling him, I was like, man, I keep getting auditions. I keep getting callbacks. Everybody keeps saying I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Fuck being good. They keep saying they like me. I don't care if they like me. I want them to book me. Like he was like, this is so hilarious because one day you're going to be so booked and <laughs> I'm going to remind you of this moment. <laughs> but um, it's just... I feel like what helps get me through is it's your circle. You gotta have people that right. that love you, that speak life over you, that you can talk to, that you can be real with and be like, man, this is hard. People that that you connect with, even if it's one person in your industry. But for me, it, it's very few people that I'm like cool, cool with in the industry. But my friends and my family is like solid. And they remind me like, it was one time I called my brother. I was like boohoo crying. Cause I had been out here by myself forever. My best friend that came out here to try to get a job, she does like real estate development. She didn't get it, so she went back to Atlanta. So I got like a glimpse of having a friend out here for a week. Right. 
And I was, it was so, I was so sad when she left. So I called my brother crying. I was like, I'm gonna move back home. And he was like, no, you gotta stay. So just having someone and people who, who love you, who pray over you, having bomb ancestors, like my, my family who passed, they're amazing. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I think that's what keeps that. me here. Right. Definitely need that. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. So um, you have like a gang of movies under your belt and um, yeah, and Unexpected, that was your first movie, right? Yes. Um, that was my first like big movie. I did a, I did one like a smaller scale one with um, Tommy Ford. I think it was called At Moo Moo, My Moose Feet, which rest in peace to him. Ah, I think I, I did read about that. Mm-hmm. I did read about that. And um, you have... You've been in Atlanta, Insecure, um, Snowfall. My God, your character on that is so dope. You are hilarious. Let me tell you, the scene, that final scene where your boyfriend comes back to look like, yeah, no, I'm sure people have seen it because it's it's been out there uh, where you were just missing Mm-hmm. the sink was broken and you were just gone i was like oh my god i was like no she did not get out but you were determined though uh, let me tell you you played the hell out of that role thank I you you know you you are so awesome in there in that um that role. so you have snowfall you've been on Grey's anatomy oh yes um yeah paradise lost i want I, I heard you describe the, the, the show and I want to watch it so bad, but I don't know where to watch it. Okay, so it was on Spectrum, which not many people have Spectrum. And then they were going to do, so it did a, a small release on Spectrum. And then they were going, I think like maybe months later, I think nine months later is the earliest it can release on Paramount Network, which oh. is like, I think it used to be Fuse. So it's not anywhere other than Spectrum right now. No. But it's supposed to come on a few different networks, like later, sometime probably next year. Oh, hopefully, because I, I definitely want to see it. Thank and, you. Um, thank you. So, like, with all naming all of those, like, what, um, which one has been your favorite project so far? Atlanta it must be hard. <laughs> Atlanta. Yeah, because that's a, a a hit home kind of thing, right? That was the first major project. That's the first and only, as of right now, project that I've ever done in Atlanta. So it really hit home. And then the fact they shoot on location, like they really be out in the city. Right. And everybody on that show, from in front of the camera to behind the camera to everything, is genuine. Like solid, good, respectable people. The energy there is amazing. It's like I've been on a lot of great sets. That's the best set. The best I've ever been on. It's collaborative effort. You're going to have a good time. Like it's no ego. Right. I see why they won so many awards. They deserve it. Yeah, that's, that's, that was a bomb show. Um, I, I don't know if they're doing any more seasons. They're supposed or- to, but so much has happened. Yeah. Cause I, I was, so. yeah, cause I was really looking forward to, to them continuing. Girl, you and me um, both. That's one of my favorite shows. The episode, the episode you were on was one of my favorite episodes. So Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. How was it working uh, across from Keith? Yeah, cause he is, he is wild. Yeah, yeah. Man, he's so freaking talented and like, it's just natural. It's not even like he's not forcing nothing. He's literally just there and present in the moment. And like, he's funny. He's fun. He's fun and he's funny. And it's like, no, like I said, it's no ego. He's like, look, I'm, ro- I'm rolling with it. So, cause a lot of stuff wasn't scripted. A lot of, they let you improv and they're like, we'll go with you. So he's like, look, I'm rolling. If you want to roll, I'm like, hey, I'm down for this trip. Not rolling, like we weren't rolling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in general, how do you feel when you're working across from like really talented, dope actors and actresses? Does it get you more focused or are you intimidated at first? How does that affect you? Um, I'm not intimidated. I think I'm more so just trying to figure out because I don't want to, you know, they've been doing it for a while, so I'm pretty sure they've hit their their way of, like, they've settled into how they do things. 
So I don't, I just want to make sure I'm not like overstepping my boundaries because some people, they don't like to rehearse or realign. Some people may want to do this or do that. So I just try to kind of figure them out. I, I pretty much observe. That way I can learn from them and that way I can also be present to give all of myself to them. So it's not a thing of intimidation. I think I'm just more so eager and happy and, and open and ready for the experience. That's awesome. Part of me be jumping and excited inside, but not like once we get on set. That's like prior to once I realized I booked something, I'm like, oh, I'm working with this person. Right. But then once I get on set, I'm like. Gather. Gather <laughs> yourself, girl. Um, speaking of, like, how is it working with John Singleton? He seemed like such an awesome human being. Oh my gosh, so amazing. I manifested that. Like, between the ancestors of God, I asked and they, they, they gave it. Because I've been wanting to work with John forever. And it's like, you know how some people meet folks that they admire and then they're like, they have these horror stories from it? Yeah. Amazing. Like they, the amazing. thing goes, never meet your heroes. Yeah, yeah, but no, no, no. He's so amazing and so encouraging, and he's so excited. Like, you know, people will do stuff for years, and they lose their passion. He's like, he was like, so like, yeah, 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 and then this, and then that, like, it was, it was really great working from him. I, I felt like I was able to receive a lot of his energy. He would talk about other projects that he had in the works that were coming up. He would talk about the storyline and what he had planned for the characters and for the series. So it was really great. And he would encourage and want to hear some of like your passions and your dreams and what you want to do and like really, really encourage that. Like do it, write it, do that. You can do that. Like why not? And he what? would give you advice on how to make things work. And he had a plethora of stories from his experiences within the industry that he would share. So it was good. Oh, so strong teacher vibes. Yes, yes, yes. That's dope. All right, Gail. So you mentioned that you write and you also direct. Um, no, no, no. I don't direct. I not direct? I th okay, so I'm at it. So, okay, so maybe <laughs> I'm at it. I'm putting it out there. I'm projecting that. Okay, okay. okay. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay, okay. So what um do you like what gets you most excited um writing developing a character or uh the challenge of embracing on another person's you know like what they envision for a character like you know embodying what you believe that they're asking you to give as opposed to developing the character from scratch yourself Ooh. if i make sense do i make no sense? no no it does so Basically, I'm trying to decide because if I'm developing a character, there's always so many different ways to grow with it. And I'm learning more about this character as I go. So I'm getting excited like, oh, and then this and then this. And you kind of can control the environment and play like you low-key can play God for these characters that you're writing. But a character that somebody else is, writ is written, you have space to create but it's within the storyline that somebody else has already created. So it's like, you can go places with this character, but only within the storyline. So I would say probably writing. Although I love, don't get me wrong, I love acting. Like it, it gets me going. But there, sky's the limit when it comes to writing. Okay, so what advice would you give and I'm going to say, because we're Black everything, Black, Black, Black. Mm -hmm. So what would you get a young, budding, or of any age, a Black actor coming into the industry? Uh, what cautionary tale would you give them? Or, you know, just what advice would you think would just kind of get their mind right um, on the journey that, you know, they're, they're going to embark on? Like, what, what would be some advice that you would um, impart? I would say um, self-awareness is their biggest, um, self-awareness is their biggest tool. Like you have to, as a black actor, you have to be aware. And it's not a, like, for me, not everybody knows all of me. And it's not a thing of like code switching. It's not a thing of being fake. Like, I just feel like you can know 100% Gail or you can know 10 to 5% Gail because not everybody is, is privileged to have access to all of you. And it's not a thing of you being fake. It's like, I'm only going to show you this much because I'm aware of, of 
me at full capacity. I'm aware of Gail at full capacity or a black, a black talented person at full capacity, how it may rub others. And it's not about, you gotta look at the bigger picture. So to any any black actor, whether they're just starting out, whether they're younger than me, older than me, it's it's a bigger picture. It's a bigger picture. Self awareness is the biggest is your best tool. Right. And mindset is everything. So stay true. Stay true to who you are at your core. Don't get caught up. Don't get right. caught up in the party and, and the and and the praises or j- just as much as the don't allow the praises or the rejections to weigh too heavy. Right. That's a, that's that's some sage advice I would say. Mm -hmm. um do so do you have any projects coming up so i have a it's it's crazy because i have a web series that i'm working on that tremaine was actually supposed to shoot but then we got called back to la for snowfall right so i didn't get to film it but um as far as stuff that's already currently in the works we're working on season four of snowfall right now um i've been waiting Yes. I'm waiting. My We're here filming. <laughs> That's coming soon, coming soon. And then the rest is my projects and any other projects that people want to collab on. I'm very like collaborative when it comes to folks. So let me um let me tell you. I um I heard that you were doing a children's book and I was I like know. I was like, um <laughs> but then you already have a, a, a artist to illustrate so i was like it's an abc book but i mean there's all there's always we don't have to stop there we could do more books girl if you are looking for <laughs> illustrator for a book mm-hmm. me okay okay <laughs> i'm receiving it, it. i'm receiving these energies i'm receiving it, it. whenever if it ever comes that I'm in need. I'm here. When's your birthday? Uh, June 4th. Uh, what sign are you? Gemini. Okay, okay. I do well with Geminis. Okay, as long as you, was, long as you wasn't a Virgo. Oh, not a Virgo. I was hoping you weren't a Virgo. Were, were you a Virgo? Are you a Virgo? No, 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 I'm a Sagittarius. Oh, oh. we, well, oh. well uh, Daryl is a Sagittarius. And my son is also a Sag. My daughter yes. is a Sag. Yeah, so uh, extensive. Well, working with Sag, I, I work well with Sag. I work well with all Sag. Virgos just gonna, but yeah, they're high strung. They're very high strung. Yes, yes. So, um, the the last question we have mm-hmm. for you is, uh, did you have a question, Daryl? No, go ahead. No, no, no. If you have a question, go ahead. No, I thought you, no, you had something. No, no, it would be. It, this is going to be an encompassing question yes. for, um, you know, where she can elaborate. So you can okay. ask your question. Now. All right. So um, where do you see your legacy being in the end? That was going to be my question. So that was going to be my question. So, so what I've always said I wanted to do as a Black actor is break barriers worldwide within the industry and outside of the industry. I want to be an international actress, but in the end, I think I'll be, so here's the thing, and this is not cocky, this is not like conceited, but I want to be on a trajectory of like what LeBron is, how he's more than an athlete. I want to be more than an actor. So I want to do, for the black community, which is, I feel if you do for the black community, then you do for the whole world. Right, right. Because right. so, we are a worldwide community. So. Right. We are. Um, I'm in the process of trying to get my nonprofit, um, all of the things together for my 501c3. It's called Dream Above the Influence. Because, <laughs> thank you, thank you. As, as, I mean, I grew up, I ain't grew up in the hood. I grew up like hood adjacent. So, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so, like, because I mean, we weren't poor, but you know, we weren't rich. So, um, I feel like there's there's sometimes some things that we, as the black community, have been brainwashed to to teach our kids and to teach the youth as far as like you know, um, 
I feel like I am where I am because of my surroundings, because of my influences. But I don't really believe in the whole like, oh, you always, you gotta be around like-minded individuals because none of my closest and best friends are in the entertainment industry. None of my closest and best friends are Greek, but I didn't feel like, oh, because I'm now Greek or, oh, because I'm now an actor, like that's who I need to surround myself with. Like I operate off energy and vibes. And I feel like sometimes maybe you, your surroundings and your influences aren't what you want for yourself. So you can dream above the influence, but you can also be that person to influence the others. Like just because you have the minority mindset of the crew doesn't mean that it can't spread and affect others in a positive light or a positive way. Like if you abandon your friends who ain't doing nothing or abandon your friends who are on the wrong path, how they gonna know what the right right path look like? How they gonna be able to see and have a personal experience and connection to know that they can do it if they don't personally still connect with somebody who do it, who does, who's done it. Right. I like that comment. Yeah. I like that comment. Yeah. Seriously, because like not leaving behind um the people that have supported you is like the best thing because you always know you have because sometimes chips may be down chips you know chips are up chips may be down like those keep the people who are going to have your back whether they're into what you're into or not Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. keep them at your side and keep them in your heart because like if there's nothing more I don't know, ick, (laughs) than saying, oh, you've grown beyond someone just because of what they're into. Not because you've actually, like, they're they're not um, on the same thing that you're on. You you know know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you, you're, you're, you're still in the same space and you can grow with them, you know, like you're growing with the people that you're with and not leaving them behind. No, I agree. That's how I feel. But that's my legacy, like the legacy I want to leave. I want to make it much easier for the next black person coming up behind me, whether they want to do acting, whether they want to do law, whether they want to do dental, whatever. Um, I just want to make it easier for them. And not a thing, like, I think sometimes we get in the mindset that everything's not supposed to be easy, but like, damn that, it's easy as fuck for these white folks. Right. So, like, we can make it easier for our people. It's already hard. Like, no, I don't want to make it harder. I don't want to hold in any knowledge that may be helpful for the next person. If they don't have to go through, if they can go through 10% less of the hardships I went to, they can go through, not, let me tell you something, if they had a shoe in, that's fine with me. Right. Right. I was, Wow. Wow, that, I really love that um, that statement because I feel as Black people, we have a unique responsibility, whether we choose to carry it out or not, to like not forget, like you said, not forget um, our community, not forget our people who are in our corner. We might not personally know, but we know representation really counts. And you, you know, you have a couple of check marks, meaning woman, Black, you know what I mean? And just some of those factors just combine as a lot, you know, that that's presents a challenge in just any arena. So, you know, I really appreciate and I really um, just want to give you a whoop whoop from New York <laughs> because, you know, it is really important that we um, continue to see more people like you and even like us, you know, just starting something new, um, just trying and, you know, actually, you know, not being a, afraid to fail. And I think right. a lot of times for our people is, is really, you know, hard for us you know, do we just really, we're, we're scarred in many ways. And, you know, we don't want to feel any more pain. So like sometimes that fear comes with that, that bump or that bruise. And it's like, well, how much more can I take? But mm-hmm. we have to know that change is constant. That's one thing we know for a fact that change is, change is, that is, yes, we know yes. that for a fact. So mm-hmm. I just want to welcome you. And I want to just say thank you. Thank you. Yes. Welcome to the Art of Yeah, you're a part of the Art of War podcast family. And um, I'm so appreciative of you giving me your time. Well, give not me, but us. You know us. You giving know, we, us we, 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 you know. Yes, giving us your time um and sharing um some beautiful stories. Uh, right. about yourself many blessings keep lighting those thank candles. you i just want to say i can't wait because i know it's only going to continue to grow it's going to continue to be great and i'm going to be like i was on there when 
talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah, because definitely, like we we wanted a space for people. Uh, such as yourself and different levels and um, genres of artists to 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 tell their story. You know, we we're not. It's we're like a what you call a ragtag group. You know, we've had our hardships, but you know, we're gonna push through. And I'm so so thankful that we can get awesome people like you on the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. And thank you so much. Oh, this don't have nothing social, to do with the show. Social, social contact, contact. Oh, um, Instagram, I N S T A underscore B three A N Insta Bean. Uh, Facebook, actress Gail Bean. Twitter, Gail underscore Bean. So Gail Bean on everything. Just type in Gail Bean, you should find me. Right, right, okay. right. She did, she did, she did. And I'm any, around. Any projects you want to shout out? There's Snowfall. Um, yeah, shout out Snowfall. Shout out, shout out Atlanta. Uh, shout out, what else I've been on? Insecure. I was on there on season one. Shout out Detroiters. That was amazing. Um, Give your Deltas a shout. Give your Deltas oh, a shout. Oh, shout out to my Soros. Shout out to all my Soros. Out here being great. Uh, shout out to Stone Mountain. <laughs> um, just to everybody. Shout out to, to Black people. Everybody out here working and grinding. And, and you know, we, we doing an uphill battle, but we, we moving. Shout right. out to everybody not standing still. All right, right. Gail. Thank you so much, sis. Enjoy Thank the y'all. rest of your day. Have a great day. Bye. All right. Peace Bye. and many blessings. Bye. Peace. Right. Keep safe and take care. Okay. Peace. Peace. Well, I had fun. <laughs> this was an awesome, awesome episode. Um, episode four went through. Um, we have so much more upcoming, so much more artists to showcase. Concepts. So concepts just stick with us you know stick, stick with us stay. stick stick in there stick you know be be a part and we are the auto war podcast and that's it until the basic human rights are equally guaranteed to all without regard to race and it's a war that un-